All right, Nico, can you say welcome to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies? It's a happy episode. Um, happy babies. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Healthy Births, Happy Babies. I'm Dr. Jay Warren. I'm the prenatal and pediatric chiropractor here at the Capuana Center. And this podcast is all about helping you have a proactively healthy pregnancy so you can have a safe, gentle, natural birth. And that's going to allow you to bring your baby into the world that much more gently and healthily so you can start off your family experience more powerfully than if it's full of stress and trauma and other health concerns. So... If you are a fan of this show and you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. Wherever you listen to your podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an upcoming episode. And also, if you haven't rated reviewed the podcast and you've enjoyed it and gotten value of it, that will really help me out because that will allow this podcast to reach more and more parents like yourself that might be missing out on this type of information and helping them along their parenting journey. So thank you in advance for that, and thank you if you already have rated and reviewed. All right, now it's time to talk about the Good Dad Project. Um, Larry Hagner is our guest. He's the founder of the Good Dad Project and the Good Dad Project podcast. And I'm really excited he's here. I've been a big fan of Larry's and um, the work that he has been doing, not only as a podcaster, but for me as a dad this last year after founding his podcast. It's been extremely helpful for me, and I'm just really happy that he said yes to be here to share his wisdom with you about fatherhood and his podcast is all about, you know, how we can be better dads to our kids, how we can be better men to our mates, um, just better people in general. He has information about finances and fitness and nutrition, as well as communication with your spouse and enjoying your kids and being present and a, and a great role model for them. So I'm really happy to have him here. As you'll be able to see very quickly, he's just a really easygoing, genuinely heart-centered guy that really cares about making a difference in the world. So I'm really happy to have this conversation and to share it with you. So let's take a quick message from our sponsor, the Cap Wellness Center, and then we'll get right back to it. Hi, I'm Amanda, the director of yoga at Cap Wellness Center in Encinitas, California. Prenatal yoga is beneficial to women on so many levels in so many ways. A few of my favorites are that it helps reduce stress to calm our mind and slow our breath down. It gives us a chance to connect with our babies and it helps to build some strength and stamina that we're gonna need for the labor and birth of our children. We have amazing teachers here at the center, styles ranging from prenatal vinyasa to gentle, deep stretching classes. And we even have a meditation class to give you a chance to really calm your mind and connect with your baby on a deeper level. I'm wishing you all healthy births and happy babies. Namaste. All right. Larry Hagner is an author, speaker, coach, podcaster, and the founder of The Good Dad Project. The Good Dad Project is dedicated to helping men become the best version of themselves so they can show up big for their kids. Larry grew up in a fatherless environment for most of his life, and when he became a father himself 11 years ago, he had no idea what to do. All he knew is that he didn't want to fail. 
He dove into self-improvement. He worked with coaches and mentors and created the Good Dad Project to help other men with their struggles. Larry is also the author of the Amazon number one best-selling book, The Dad's Edge, Nine Simple Ways to Have Unlimited Patience, Improve Relationships, and Positive Lasting Memories. And his podcast, The Good Dad Project, has been featured as one of the top podcasts on iTunes in the family section. And it's one of my favorites as well. So let's switch on over to my conversation with Larry now. All right, Larry, welcome to the podcast. What's going on, Dr. J? How you doing, man? I'm doing great today. I'm really excited to talk to you. I've been excited about it uh, ever since we scheduled. I've been a big fan of your podcast, and uh, I recommend it all the time to dads here. And so I'm really glad that we can connect and then have you share more about what you're doing to help more dads out there. Awesome, man. Well, I'm honored to be here. And I, I got to tell you, after seeing your name, I, you know, Dr. J, I was automatically thinking like, you know, basketball is like, oh, what are we? No, but I'm just kidding. But that's, that was yeah. the first we have thing. We the same hairdo. Right. <laughs> yeah, you do. Totally do. Right. Yeah. So no, a different, a different profession altogether. Yes. Yes. By far. Right. right. Well, so your podcast has been around for how long did you start it ago? Two years, two a little years? bit over two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the Good Dad Project. Uh, it's right. something I've been listening myself um, as a dad, getting great support. And I want you to um, talk about that. But in general, like, how did you even concept this? Like, what what inspired you to start the Good Dad Project podcast? Uh, yeah. So that was I got started with it because it was a uh, it was just such a fresh struggle on my own. Hmm. So it really came from my own struggle of how to be a father. So, you know, I, th I think it was Gandhi that said, you know, create the change that you want to see. And I don't know, I was, I was constantly going online and trying to figure out, you know, what resources were out there and they were, they were just minuscule. So, um, I decided to just really create one and never call myself an expert or anything, but really just allow myself to go on more of a pu public platform journey of learning. And that's really what the podcast has been is just a public platform of me learning because I get to talk to people every week that are a heck of a lot smarter than me. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I just simply get to share that stuff. So every week, um, you know, I get the opportunity to learn from from somebody. And, and these guests, man, have just been so cool. Some of them, you know, Navy SEALs and professional athletes, uh, you know, UFC fighters and New York Times bestselling authors. I mean, these people that I would have never thought two years ago that I would be on, you know, a Skype call with, you know, Mark Devine, who is a Navy SEAL, or Frankie Edgar, who's a UFC fighter, you know, or just, I'm just like, and I'm floored at how open that these guys, all, all it asks, all, all I do is I ask them if they want to come on and talk about fatherhood, and it's it's never a question. The, the only no that I've ever gotten from any guest has been Seth Godin. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and, and I heard it's, it, he told me it's because he doesn't like to publicly talk about his family. Hmm. So, okay. But that's, but, but he, he, uh, he was responsive at least, I guess, right? Right. There you go. Yeah. Well, and it was, was it the Good Dad Project? Was the podcast the first thing that came about? Or did you have other no. things as well? Not at all, actually. In 2000, I mean, this goes all the way back to 2012. I, um, I had a Facebook page, just a page, you know, not, not a group or anything like that, just a page. And I was like, and I developed that page at probably one of the lowest points of my fatherhood journey. Mm. And, you know, so in 2012, I was like, I'll just create this page. And if anybody follows it, they follow it. And if not, they don't. Um, so I just decided, I was like, I'm just going to try to be a better man, better husband, better father. I'm just going to go out every day and try to search for information and do just that. 
And I'll just share it here, you know, and see what happens. And after about a year of that, you know, people within that first year, people started asking me to speak. Um, I wrote like a little ebook. Um, and then I started a blog in 2013. And then it was 2015, I decided to go with the podcast and then launched my first book. So it's been in the works, I guess, for five years since 2012. Right. And so your kids were how old at that time when you started it up? Yeah, so I had a four-year-old, and I had a six-year-old, and I only had two at the time, not okay. four. Right. <laughs> and so, oh, so you have, um, and so where are they at you're now, age-wise? I I don't remember because there's so many of them. I just <laughs> um, do you remember their names? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my oldest is eleven. I have a nine-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. And a one-year-old. That is a full house. It's it's more than full. <laughs> causing you to get out sometimes right just to clear this space well the the funny thing is is that um i I just wait for the reaction now which is it's always kind of funny i just always wait for like when people say how many kids do you have when i say four i just i can usually say wow before they can (laughs) well you know like i mean it's a very different response than when i had two kids and um I mean, I even had one, one guy say, what, what, why do you do, why, why would you do that? (laughs) No kidding around. Like some people have no filter whatsoever. Right. Well, so back then at 2012, like what, what was going on that you were feeling so low that you needed, you reached out for support? Um, I think it was, I was, you know, I was the typical guy, you know, and now that I understand what the typical man, the husband goes through, uh, I was definitely one of them and still am one of them to some degree. I just have more support now. Yeah. Um, more, more of a tribe of guys who, who share with the same things. You know, I was, I was trying to be everything to everyone and I was trying to, uh, do everything. And I wasn't very good at being a father because I mean, let's face it, you know, you, you go to, to college for four years to earn a degree in something, you know, that's four years of training. Anytime you take on a new job, you go through weeks and weeks of training, sometimes a year, you know, or more of training just to get to the level you want to get to with your job. Uh, but when it came to fatherhood, you know, I think it's kind of a joke. It's the most, it's the most important job there is. However, um, you, there's, there's no resources for it. I mean, there are, but man, you got to dig, you got to look and it's trial by error. And the job to me really reminded me of going to work every day and not knowing what the hell I was going to do. So it, it just became very frustrating and I had very little patience. I did what most guys do. I sunk myself into the areas of my life where I sought validation and confidence, which was in my hobbies, which I was big into martial arts back then. Um, I, I sought it in my job because I was doing really well, my career. So like I went and did that stuff because that stuff made me feel good, right? And then I come home and unfortunately my um, my uh, my family got the crap that was left over. So what I've tried to do is I've tried to flip that a little bit and give men more resources and, and give them a place where they can go talk about this stuff. Right. And you have like a huge group. I mean, the, the good dad or the dad's edge Facebook community, it's a closed group. There's thousands of dads in there. And I have to say, it's a really reactive or responsive group that is very impressive because, you know, there's other things out there as far as resources, but I consistently looking through the stream, like a dad posts a question or getting some feedback and there are dozens and dozens of responses right away. It's, it's amazing. And I have to say, like, 
it's really high quality advice. It's very supportive. Um, it's it's never always the same thing because all dads are different. But um, is that something that you have? I don't want to say like creative. Well, I guess you've supported. Do you have like guidelines for that, or is that just the crew that you create or uh, attract? I think that's a good question. I think it's a little of both. Um, I try to look at, you know, the good dad project. I look at it as like the mothership of what we, what, what encompasses, but the dad edge is more the brand. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, when it comes to, um, men and being a part of something that they feel very good about, believe it or not, marketing is key. And what I mean by that is most men can say, yeah, you know, the good dad project kind of cool, but it also kind of gives that feeling of, oh, it's sappy. We're talking about our feelings. It's sensitive. It's kumbaya. It's, it's not, but that's maybe what it sounds like. Now the dad's edge, that sounds different. All right. It sounds, it sounds like, Hey, I'm going to go to this group and I'm not going to know all the answers, but that's okay. And I'm going to dig in. People are going to give me advice. And plus the other thing too, is men love to teach. So the cool thing about men loving to teach is that when there's a question posed, I think the cool thing is, is we've given men this opportunity to be like, Hey, men love to problem solve. Men love to teach, help this guy out. And by the way, the the guys who read and the guys who kind of are more lurkers on the page still get a lot of value because they get to read all those comments, you know, and, and hear all those different perspectives. I mean, think about it to this day, we've never had a platform like that for dads, you know, where they can literally go in and ask any question they want out of thousands of men across the the nation or the, the, the globe. The funny thing that's in it, that it fascinates me is the bravery that comes out. If you put a screen and a keyboard in front of a man, he'll ask just about anything to a group of strangers. But we won't ask these these questions of our best friends. So, um, you know, as far as like the quality and the integrity, um, you know, the men in there treat each other with tremendous respect. I think that's always been the guidelines. You know, when you're here, be here, be engaged, treat treat others well, treat others with respect. You know, if you don't, you're out. Um, there hasn't there hasn't been a moment that I've hesitated that if I see somebody like, I believe in being direct with some guys. I, I think some guys need that. But I think if you are disrespectful and just call people names, and I, th- I don't think that there's that's not that's not my brand, and I don't think that there's room for that. There's other groups that you can go do that. So we we don't hesitate to kick people out if that's what they're doing. So you know we we will we'll delete people if they start treating people bad. Right. And I think obviously like you're actively engaging in it, so you have to go find it, be in there to participate. So that's going to self-select a lot of people that aren't really that interested in being supported as well as being um, supportive of other people. I agree. Yeah. I mean, if you, cause you kind of have to go work to find it. It's not a public page. You can just go like and follow. So I keep all the links for the Facebook group in, um, in my podcast interviews. So you actually have to go to the, like we just launched episode 126. You have to go to episode 126. You have to go there, check out the show notes. Then you have to go click on the link that's in there and then you have to request entry. And then uh, I've got a couple other guys that help me admin the page. We we actually do go through the profiles of the people and if anything looks really squirrely because there are usually about 10% of the people who request in don't have any business being in there. They're either... Mm-hmm spammers or, or their account doesn't look legit or they're not even they're, they're not even a father sometimes they're teenagers sometimes they're women you know so we mm-hmm. we we don't we don't allow them in right so we're we want to make sure that we we don't just hit approve all because that would be easy right uh, 
and even the way we introduce guys, I mean, so me and the admins, we, we try to make it that even personal. So once we've approved the men that are in there, that are legit, we will then welcome, we welcome them 50 at a time and we tag every single one of them, you know, welcome him. And then we ask them, you know, why are you here? What did you, what are you looking to get out of it? What do you, what are your strengths? You know, tell us about your family. Men will post pictures and everything. It's pretty cool. Right. And I know that with most of the people listening to my podcast, they're either guys that are getting ready to be a dad because mom's um, still pregnant or brand new dads. And what would you say? I mean, obviously you've had experience four times now (laughs) as a a new dad again. What are, and in your community, what are the major challenges you're seeing these new dads um, come up with um, when their baby comes into the world? Oh boy. You know, I, I really don't know if, if the challenges have changed, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, especially if you're talking about new dads com- solely and completely, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, especially in the dad's edge, like, uh, I remember everyone around me when I was, when I was getting ready to have my first, I, I was terrified. Like everyone, Oh, you must be so excited. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm terrified at the same <laughs> time. I'm excited, but I have no idea what the hell I'm about to do. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the, the dad's edge is kind of a cool place to go ask those questions, but I would say those challenges are still the same. I think a lot of men are excited to be a father, but they're like, like, dude, my life's about to change. Like, you know, what's my relationship going to look like with my wife? Are we ever going to have sex again? Are we ever going to sleep again? Are we ever going to go out again? You know, are, are we going to lose all of our friends? You know, like this life altering stuff and those things, yeah, they do change a little bit. Right. Yeah. But as long as you're willing to, to change with it, I think you're you're gonna be okay, but I think the more you fight to be like my life will be the same right now as it is after children, I think that's where you run into problems. Right. Yeah, that expectation of either everything's going out the door and you're freaked out because like you're never gonna have sex again, you're never going out again. <laughs> right. Um, or the opposite side of like, well, yeah, just a month or so, and then we're right back at it. Right. Those mismatches are so stressful, and I think that's something that the more we can educate dads about, right. You know, we can't tell them exactly what their experience is going to be. Right. But the right. common experience is to know, okay, this is what's normal. This is what isn't normal. And this is, we've all gone through it. We're not alone. And I think that's a huge thing that helped me with, cause I was kind of one of the last guys on the block of my circle of friends to have kids. So it was yeah. that same kind of thing of like, Oh man, it's going to change. It's the best thing ever. And it's the worst thing ever. Or like stressful, all those kind of things. But you don't know it until you're in it. And then right. I could ask the right questions because I didn't know what to ask. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think most men don't, you know, they, they don't, uh, they don't know the questions to ask. I mean, it's before they're becoming a new dad. I mean, they're, they're pumped up with all kinds of different crazy emotions, right. That are, uh, it's, it's very scary, you know? Um, and it, it brings about uncertainty and when you're not certain, you're not confident, when you're not confident, you don't feel like, you know, you got a handle on things. So where do you go find that, right? Right. And I know one of the biggest challenges I've had as a dad is the like back and forth of like taking care of myself first so that I can be full yes. up for my family or and what I've tended to do a number of times also is the exact opposite of like, all right, my needs are out the door. I'm not working out, I'm not eating well because I just got to handle what's on my plate right now. And there's a ton of stuff on the plate all the time. And I think right. that balance is 
is so key. What are the, some tips you might give to some of those new dads or going to be new dads um, in order to anchor that in and hopefully keep that in place better? Um, I mean, I, I think for sure, uh, number one is, to, is taking care of yourself, like you said. Um, I, I think that that is key. Um, I mean, I think that's the most important, and it's counterintuitive, right? A lot of guys don't believe that that's what they should be doing. Uh, the other thing, too, is if you're about to become a dad is never stop dating your wife because that becomes, you know, the, the focus becomes the child, which is all good and great and everything. But I think you need to focus on you're married first, you're a parent second. I truly believe that. Um, the marriage is going to be the most imp- one of the most important relationships we have. Whether the marriage lasts or, or not, it's going to be one of the most important relationships that we have. So never stop dating our wives. Never, never um, forget that we're married first and we're parents second. Um, take care of ourselves and also make sure you give your wife um, the time and and the permission to go take care of herself. Like get her out, right. you know, get her out with her girls. Let her recharge. She's gonna come back a better woman for you, you know, if she gets out and recharges. And the same with us, you know, if our women don't allow us to go out, you know, and have our guy time, um, it's that hurts us as well. Right. I know um, I got kicked out of the house a number of times to go surfing because that is something that's always like recharged me. But especially in the first months, like I didn't do that at all. And Effie would say to me, like, you know what? You need to get out, like go away, (laughs) you know, almost like getting a timeout, right? Like go do it. And you're right. I'd come back like feeling more energized, more like myself and so that I could give that much more. And I know like in the, in the, the space that I'm in with as far as like this podcast and dealing with pregnant women and postpartum women that self care in the last year has become more and more, um, prevalent. You know, there's a lot out there to support women to do self care, but there's not a lot for dads. And it's almost like that guilt of even asking for self care or, um, you know, just being ashamed of, you know, asking for your own time. And I know that comes up a lot in the group. Um, is there something, I mean, I know you're not like a relationship expert at all, but what have you seen communication wise, like with, um, family being able to, um, create that space and broach that subject if a guy's feeling uncomfortable about it? So for a man to go take care of himself? Yeah. And yeah, to so. like even ask for that I need that. It's a good question. Actually, this was just brought up. Um, a guy in our um, Dead Edge Alliance, which is our membership, um, there was a guy, uh, I'll just use first names, his name's Patrick. He brought up the, the, uh, the question of, hey, I really need to get out, you know, but I feel guilty. Like, I, I feel like I have to justify it to my wife. Like, how do I, you know, what if she tells me like, no, cause she, and so what I like to do with my wife, like for instance, my wife and I've known each other for 21 years, but we've been married for 14 years. But one thing I, I say, what we do well is we're very, very aware of each other and we're very aware of the other person getting burnt out. Hmm. And we're very aware to have, to have that person's back when those, when that happens. So like for instance, um, I'm going out this week. Um, I went out this past weekend as well with, with a friend of mine on Friday, Friday night. Uh, a friend of mine from college. Uh, I'm going out again on Wednesday um, because uh, Todd Stottlemyre, he was a guest on my show. He's coming um, to St. Louis and he's doing a book signing. So I'm, me and a bunch of the guys from the Dad Edge are going to go out and you know hang out with him. Um, and I knew that I was going to be gone two nights within seven days. So well, actually within like four days, five days. 
So I got proactive with it and I was like, Hey, look, I'm going on Friday night. I'm going on Wednesday night. You know, you need to, you need to get out of this house, you know, this weekend. What do you want to do? So I called a massage place. You know, I booked her a massage. Um, it's kind of funny. She has so much guilt. She, she canceled it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but she was like, ah, that's too much. But she's like, but I will take you up on like, I really would like to go work out with my girlfriends on Monday, on Saturday morning. And then after that, I want to go get a pedicure with them. I'm like, done, do it. I'll get up with the kids. You get out of the house, you go do your thing, you know, go have coffee afterwards, go hang out and do your thing. And so that will, she'll come back a better woman for me and our family, because when she gets fried, man, that just, it does, does the family no good. And when I get fried, it does the family no good. So yeah, we have each other's back that way. And I would say to answer your question, I know I was long winded, but, but I would say to answer your question, be proactive, like just be proactive. If you know you want to go out and do something or you have plans or you're going to be out of town for work or something like that, make sure you pick up the phone. I've even done the thing too, where I'll call my, my wife's friends and be like, look, can you ask her to go out like Mm, this weekend? She, She just, she, well, the thing is, is that it's not to get my wife out because it's like, oh, you're being a pain. You need to get out. It's because I can tell she's getting burnt out. But a lot of women have the same guilt that men do. And they don't want to be like, they don't want to admit I need a break. Right? right. They just, they'll, they'll just keep going and, and just keep frying themselves like men will. But sometimes you'd be like, no, you need to, you need to go. You right. know? And, and so, yeah, sometimes it even takes me picking up the phone and calling their friends and be like, hey, can you ask her to, can you guys go out on Saturday night, do your, do your girly things and you know, let me home with these four maniacs so she can get, <laughs> right, get a break. Yeah, right. And uh, make sure they're all still alive when she gets back. That's right. Right. Well, so going back to like, so with your first kiddo and then the second um, kiddo coming around, how did that kind of switch in into like your relationship with your kids there? How did that change the relationship with your older um, and how did you, did you consciously go into like, how am I going to, um, navigate this? Or is it something that after the fact you wish you would have done something different? Cause we have a lot of listeners that like second time around they're like the new kids coming in and now they know, okay, yes, that postpartum period is going to be really challenging, but now we got another kiddo. Do you have any recommendations around that? That's a good question. I don't, <clears throat> I honestly don't even remember. I remember having those feelings of, um, uh, wow, we're about ready to have a second. What's that going to do to our family dynamics? Um, you know, how, how cause at the, at the time my oldest was having some issues too. So he was almost two, but he wasn't walking or crawling yet. Mm. So we, we found out early on that he needed some, some intervention, some help. He's fine now. He's great. Um, but he was, he was low behind. Um, so I was like, man, this is going to be pretty, pretty big adjustment. We've got, you know, got therapists coming in, working with the one and got a second one on the way. And if I remember right, I think my wife did have some postpartum depression after our second one. And, you know, it was really, you know, and to add fuel to the fire, my wife almost died with our second one. She ended up in the, yeah, she ended up in the cardiac ICU for seven days after having my second. So, yeah. So I had to take my second one home. Uh, she was in the CV ICU for, for seven days. It was, it was really crazy. I mean, it was kind of scary. Um, so it was sort of a crash course, you know, but I, I remember, um, I don't know, my, my second one was pretty easy, though, too. He's a pretty easy baby. Okay. Um, and Did you find yourself bonding more with the first because you were with him more because mom's with the, the newborn more? I think so. And as, as even our relationship has evolved, as my wife and I now, 
you know, when we divide and conquer, which is pretty darn often, I always take the older ones and she takes the younger <laughs> ones. Yeah. You know, because the 11-year-old, the 9-year-old, um, they always want to do active stuff. They want to play. They want to do things. Um, so I, I'm usually the one doing that. And plus, like, I'm, I've been coaching their teams for, for the past several years. So I'm, I'm always off at practice or doing something with them. But um, I think the I, I can tell you this. Um, I didn't – one thing I do regret, and maybe your listeners will get something out of this, I didn't take that time to really enjoy my second one because I was so focused on trying to control all the moving pieces of, of now a family of four mm. that even, you know, my, my second son, like him being an infant just is a blur to me. Like I don't remember it. Um, but they were only 20 months apart. So maybe that had something to do with it. But yeah, I mean, I would say for men, you know, soak it in, you know, make sure you give, you give yourself time to be with that little one have, have your wife, you know, also be with the older one. Um, cause I think I really, we, we divided and conquered probably a higher percentage of me taking care of the older one more. Right. Yeah. I know that a lot of the dads that I'm working with it, that they, they feel stressed about it. Like, all right, I'm in charge of the older. Um, and that, but that's been a great opportunity for the older and the dad to like really bond in a whole new way. But again, it brings up a lot of like, Oh wow, I'm in charge <laughs> and needing to figure it out in a whole new way. Um, so in our closing minutes here, Larry, like we, we talked a lot about the face group, um, Facebook group, I, um, and your podcast, and I'll have all those links in our show notes, but I really want you to, um, talk about your Alliance because I think that's something that's even more up level than just being, um, in the group, um, uh, the Facebook group or the, even the podcast, um, tell, tell the dads listening about the Alliance and what that offers. Yeah. So the Alliance is eight months old and I'll never forget when I started it. It was just, uh, it was in January of this, of this year. And for a long time, I actually kept it quiet. Um, because I, I was, we were really selective about who we wanted to be a part of that. Cause we wanted that really, that outlier, that, that, that man that was really hungry, really, really hungry to live life a little bit differently, you know, and, and be open to learn. And so I think it was probably April that I started actually promoting it on the podcast. And now yeah, I remember our first 10 who joined and now we're up to 122. All right. So we have, yeah, we have, a, we have a lot of guys in there, which is great. Um, and what we do is it's not just, so it's another Facebook group. It's the Dad Edge Alliance Mastermind Community. And what I've done is to serve those 122 men. They're all a part of different groups. Right now we have eight different teams that are a part of that group. So we divide those men up judging by what they want and their schedules and that kind of thing. So we have like a Friday morning team. We have a Monday morning, two Monday morning teams, uh, Tuesday evening, Wednesday evening to Thursday afternoon, more Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon team. Um, and actually two on Friday, I, I misspoke. So we have literally one to two teams that are going every single day. Um, so what we do in those teams is every month we are, uh, we are hosting live virtual calls via Zoom. So Zoom is a platform just like Skype, except for its group calls. You can have up to, you know, you can have hundreds on, I think, if you want. But usually we have in each team, we have about 15 to 20, give or take. Uh, and what we do is we talk live in those teams, and we're normally picking a subject for the entire month, and then I break those subjects into fours. So, like, for instance, um, the month of July was really cool we picked um, a topic called No More Mr. Nice Guy, which is a book written by Dr. Robert Glover. Mm -hmm. um, and 
the whole book is about not necessarily no, not being a nice guy anymore, but being that guy who takes on so much and doesn't communicate his needs and, you know, all and become we become passive aggressive and burnt out and fried and try to serve everyone from an empty cup. That's literally what the whole book is about. Mm. And the book is about becoming this guy who's the too nice a guy who takes on too many things to what's called the integrated man, which is more confident, self-assured, uh, more of a leader. And they're very they're very good at communicating what they need and they'll ask for help when they need it. Uh, so we broke that into fours. Uh, all the teams took the guy because I can't be on every single call. So I have several team leads that work for me. And, and we talk about these subjects. So the guys aren't required to read the book. I usually read all the books and then I break it up, break up the content. But the other cool thing that we do is I have one to two elite guest speakers for the Alliance every single month. So like for that month, we actually, I actually brought on the author, um, right. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Robert Glover. He came and did an hour and 15 minute interactive, you know, he told his story for 15 minutes, but then he did a Q and a, you know, where these guys could talk, you know, really ask some questions live. So, uh, guys get tremendous value out of that. And then, so we do, like I said, team calls, um, we have a private Facebook group and then we have elite guest speakers every month. Um, we also have community calls that I host usually once a week and that's various different topics, you know, leadership, confidence, being a better man, um, being a better husband, relationships, uh, finances, you name it, we're talking about it. And then we all, the last thing I'll say is we have a membership site. And in that membership site, um, what it houses is, uh, it's very simple. What I found out working with men is you have to keep things simple. Um, the, the men can go into this membership site once they join and they can, they can down, we, we're lucky we have probably 13 or 14 authors in the, in the Alliance. So we have about 14 books in there that guys can just download to their electronic device and read. They've donated their books. I've got a video resource library in there as well. So three to five minutes, kind of like Thursday throwdown, but it's just for the Alliance, just for those guys. Hmm. Um, and then the other thing they do is any guest speaker or community call that we ever have had, um, goes into a section called recorded guest speakers. So you can go in there and see Dr. Robert Glover or Todd Stottlemyre or the Navy SEALs who have come and talked to us on leadership. You can actually download all those things and listen to them like a podcast. It's just, it's been awesome. Uh, we've, we have probably, I would say at least three guys a week who will join. And I'm proud to say our, our turnover rate is super, super low, which tells me that we're doing a good job. Um, I actually just sent out feedback forms of, you know, Hey, can't learn, can't be better unless I know what's going on. And there was all kinds of positive feedback. I, I, I literally set these questions up for these guys to be critical with me. So I knew what to give them. <laughs> and you know, there, there was very little to change. We're going to tweak a few things, but it looks like the guys are really pleased with what's going on. Right. Well, it sounds like they're being really well supported. And I think that's what these dads need. You know, I, as I was saying at the top of the show, like the dads that I'm seeing here in the office, I mean, the majority of the patients I see are the babies or the mamas. And I know the dads are suffering out there. They're alone. They're needing support themselves. And, uh, like I said before, like your community, I think is a, a tremendous support. It's been really valuable for me. So I, I want to thank you for that personally. Okay. Um, and so for our listeners, like if it's moms listening to this, like make sure the dads <laughs> listen to this episode and then head on over to Larry's podcast. I'll have the, the links all there in the show notes. Um, and just, know that there's support out for you dads as well. Uh, it's not just for the moms and you need it. And you're going to be a better parent. You're going to be a better husband. Um, your kids will thank you and your wife will certainly thank you. Um, in our closing moments, like what's a major take home message you'd like, uh, our listeners to take from what we talked about today? 
Yeah, you know, I it's a good question, and I think you really said it, which was ask for help. We had um, our th- our third 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 big biggest biggest most downloaded was when I interviewed a Navy SEAL by the name of Chris Sinog. Chris Sinog is one of the best Navy SEAL snipers that it's ever lived. He actually trained Chris Kyle, you know, who the, mm-hmm. the movie yeah, American Sniper was based on. Um, and when I had Chris on, I mean, he's like a force to be reckoned with, right? And he just couldn't have been more of a humble man. And he said he lives his life by the acronym TEAMS. And so I got really curious. He kept saying it over and over in the podcast. You know, he's like, it's all about TEAMS. It's all about TEAMS. And I finally asked him, I was like, what is TEAMS? And he's like, well, it's an acronym that I live by and the SEALs live by. I was like, well, take me through that. What is that? And he said, well, T is, um, is take responsibility. Um, the E is encourage others and the A I thought to be honest with you and I'll, I'll say it and then I'll come back to it. The A is ask for help. Um, the other, the M is master your job and S is sacrifice. And of course, in my mind, the biggest one that stood out by this big, bad Navy seal and how he lives his life is ask for help. I thought you guys could conquer the world on your own, you know? And he's like, and he, so he dove into that. He's like, nothing is further from the truth. There's no greater myth out there than men should should try to take on things without help. He's like, the only reason that the SEALs are so successful is because we are strong within the team and we don't hesitate to ask for help when we need it. So the guy who's got my six, if I can't handle something, I'm going to ask. That's how I'm successful. That's how our team is successful. Me thinking that I can go at it alone, that's my ego talking. And I need to, if I want to be successful, I got to sidestep that, ask for help. He's like, even now, he's like, you know, he's got an online business. He's got you know thriving. Uh, he's got a book out there. He's like, when I need help with my business, I go find a coach. Like, I need help. You know, and he's like the same thing with men. There's there's no reason for men to live this quiet life of desperation when all you have to do is ask for help. Mm. So give yourself. And that came from one of the most elite Navy SEAL snipers on the planet to ask for help. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, so it really is okay to ask for help. It's not only okay, but it's it's pretty cool to do that because that's what these guys are doing. Right. So that's what I would say the big takeaway is ask for help. Yeah, and that's definitely a big challenge for me as well. Like, well, if the Navy SEAL can do it, I guess I can do it too, right? Exactly, <laughs> Good. yeah. And I always like to close the interviews with um, what pearl of wisdom would you like to listen to a little baby that might be listening to either mom or with dad listening to this somewhere in the background? What little uh, advice or encouragement or message would you like to whisper to them? Um, (laughs) the advice I want to, I would love to give, uh, that child is, um, be patient with your parents because they're, they're, they're learning this journey along with you, you know, so they're, they're learning how to be a parent just as much as you're learning to be a human being, a child, you know, and a, a young person. So they're, they're learning as they go too. Great. Well, Larry, again, thank you for taking the time to be here. I really appreciate the work you're doing. Thank you for coming and sharing it. So our listeners are going to get involved in your community as well. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. It was an honor. It's Dr. J again, and I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's something I really enjoy doing, and I, as a parent, learn a ton from these experts coming on and sharing their wisdom, so I hope you're getting a lot out of it, too. 
And I want to share something else with you. I've created a guide called the 40 Ways to Connect with Your Baby During Pregnancy. It's full of simple things you can do on a day-to-day basis that will help strengthen that bond that you have with your baby. It's a free download. You can go to my website at drjwarren.com slash 40 ways and just enter your email. I'll send it right to you. You can download it and start working on it right away. All of the research that I'm learning in the fields of epigenetics and attachment parenting is showing that the more bonded you are during your pregnancy with your baby, the better the birth is going to go and the better parenting is going to go because you have that strong foundation, a strong connection to build upon. So go again to my website. It's drjwarren.com slash 40 ways and get that free guide. And again, thanks for listening.